There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. I'd like to thank Brother Tim for having us on the podcast. If you uh, would, turn to Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16 in that Bible And this is what Romans chapter 8, verse 16 says. It says, the Spirit, capital S, Spirit. That's the Spirit of God. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit, small s, Spirit. That's the personal human spirit that we all have, that we are the children of God. Uh, Today, the sad thing is, is people are trying to take their spirit and witness with their spirit that they are children of God. And they're trying to do it by knowledge. They're trying to do it by religious works. And they're trying to convince themselves that they're saved. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the spirit of God itself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And my question to you this morning is, what spirit is witnessing to you today? In 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, we read, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Uh, because the Bible tells us to, to seek out our own salvation with fear and trembling, examine ourselves to see whether they be in the faith. The spirit, the safe spirit, the spirit of God is going to witness to you from the King James Bible. That's how you're going to be able to discern the spirits is by that King James Bible and the word of God on what spirit is witnessing to your spirit that you're his child. If you would turn with me to 1 John chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, and look what it says here in 1 John chapter 5, verse 6, and it says, this is he that came by water and blood, speaking of Jesus, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit, capital S, Spirit, that beareth witness. Why? Because the Spirit is truth. Your spirit is not truth. Your spirit is a lie. Your spirit is of the world. Your spirit is of sin. But God's spirit is of the truth. And it's the one that bears witness of the truth. That same spirit that bears witness of the truth in Christ is the same spirit that witnesses in us the truth about where we stand in him. I'll turn to John chapter 1. Look at John chapter 1, St. John, the gospel of John. John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. This is not something that comes from us. This is God giving us the power to become his sons. To those, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, 
but of God. We see this is a born-again spiritual experience. This is not something that we conjure up in ourselves. This is not something that we make in ourselves. This is not a spirit that we can uh, put inside of ourselves to convince ourselves that we're saved. No, this is a, a supernatural, a miracle from God that we are born again spiritually inside and he puts a, his spirit inside of us and it's his spirit that witnesses inside of us that we're his children. I often ask people, if you have children, does your son or daughter have to come up to you every day asking if they're your child? No, naturally it's born in them. It's instilled in them that they are your child. And so a child, a, a person who is born again of God naturally has that spirit inside of them that lets them know they are a child of God. And so we'll continue on here to 1 John, 1 John chapter 3. And look what it says in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 24. And it says, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he in him, talking about Christ, keeping the commandments of Christ and how he dwells in him. And look what it says here. And hereby we know. There's no guesswork. There's no maybes or hope so's. It says, and hereby we know that he abideth in us. How do we know that? By the spirit which he hath given us. You see, this is a spirit that God has given to a born again person. And this is how we know that we're his child. And this is how we know that he dwelleth in us. Why? Because his spirit now dwells in us. This is not our spirit uh, trying to convince our spirit that he dwells in us, but it says it's a spirit that he has given us, that God has given us, that he now, now dwells inside uh, that believer. And we go on here, turn with me, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we'll start in verse 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and it says, but as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him, in verse 10, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Again, this is the Spirit of God who's revealing things. This is the Spirit of God who is bearing witness of the truth. It's the Spirit of God who's bearing witness that we're His children. This is not our spirit. This is not of ourselves. And it goes on to say, for our spirit, yeah, for, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God, in verse 11. For what man knoweth the Spirit of God, excuse me, the things of man, save the Spirit of man. That's a small as spirit. And so we see that the capital as spirit and the small as spirit are two different things. We cannot know the things of God unless we have the Spirit of God, the capital S Spirit of God within us, all we know is that those things that are the Spirit of man, the small S Spirit of man, those things that pertain to our natural flesh, those things that pertain to our body, those things that we can, uh, pertain to what we can see, feel, hear, smell, and touch, those are the things that we know. Those are the things that, that he's saying here, for what man knoweth the things of man, save the small S Spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God that now dwells inside of us confirms with his word, and he teaches us and now shows us these things. 
And we know for an example, the, 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 the soul of Jesus Christ going to hell. I'm just telling you out there today, there are people out there who do not believe that. They do not agree with that. Why? Because all they know is the things of the spirit of man. They're looking at Jesus Christ and God the Father through the eyes of the spirit of man. They are not looking or knowing that because the spirit of God, the capital S spirit of God is not showing them the things of God. And so therefore they can't receive it. And verse 12 says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. Look at, at salvation, we did not receive the spirit of the world. We already have this spirit in us, according to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3 and verse 11. It said, he had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he had set the world in their heart. That's our heart. He has set the world in our heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. There's only one way to find out those deep things. There's only one way to find out those things from God. And it's going to be through the spirit of God that now dwells in us through the word of God, which he teaches us and confirms us. Why? Because the capital S spirit of God is truth. And it bears witness to those things that are the deep things of God, which the small S spirit, our human spirit, cannot discern. They are spiritually discerned. And so at salvation, we did not receive the small S spirit of the world, but it goes on and says, but the spirit, which is of God, you understand that? See where that's a small S spirit? Why is that a small S spirit? Because that's the spirit of Christ given to a person at salvation. And because of that spirit, which is of God, which is the spirit of Jesus Christ, it says that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And look at verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Okay, And so the Holy Ghost comes along and he teaches those, those things. We have the Spirit of God. We have the, the, the fullness of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost living inside of us. And now the Holy Ghost, when we're reading that Bible, he comes along and he, it says he teaches us all things, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Look at verse 14. But the natural man, that man without the capital S Spirit inside of them, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Why? For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. A person who cannot get into those deep things of God, who cannot uh, understand uh, the, the workings of God is because that capital S Spirit of God is not working inside of them. The Holy Ghost can't come along and teach them those things that are clearly written in that Bible because they're spiritually discerned because they're looking at those things through the spirit of man, that small S spirit of man and not the capital S spirit, which is the spirit of God, which beareth witness to all truth that is in that Bible. And they can't receive it. And God help those who can't receive it. In Galatians chapter three, in Galatians chapter three, we read in verse 13 and 14, it says, Christ, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. They didn't say being set as a curse for us, but being made. There that word made means that Jesus Christ became something that he never was. John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There at that point, Jesus Christ gives us something that we've never had. He makes us into something that we've never been at salvation. Here we see Jesus Christ in that same instance that he was made a curse for us. He became something that he wasn't. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. 
that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Okay, this is not something that we do or something that we work up. This is a promise that's given through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, the capital S Spirit, through faith. That's the faith of Jesus Christ given to a repentant sinner who believes that Spirit of God now comes inside of them and witnesses to them that they are a child of God. That's the promise that God has given to us through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, and it says this, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And my friend, if you're walking after your own flesh, if you're walking after your own spirit, you will not understand the things of God. You are under the condemnation of God. But the spirit of God now dwells in us, and now we are to walk after it. We are not to walk after the flesh anymore. We're not to walk after that small as spirit, but to walk into those things that God teaches and, and he leads us into all truth and he bears witness with all truth. The thing is, we have to get the thoughts of man, the thoughts that man has taught us through their books and commentaries and lexicons. We got to get those things out of our life. We got to put those things aside and get that word of God and say, Lord, bear witness with my spirit, bear witness with my spirit, the truth that's written in this book. Let God teach you and show you and open your eyes to those things, okay? And Romans 8, 2, it says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free. For the first time in my life, he didn't say set me free uh, from the law of sin and death. He made me free. Because why? Because at salvation, you are now given something that you've never had before, and that's freedom from the law of sin and death. That's what Jesus Christ does. He frees that person. He makes them free from the law of sin and death because he now comes in and bears inside of He already took that at, at, at Calvary. He took that when his soul was made an offering for sin in hell. He took that and they got rid of that for eternity. And that's his spirit that now comes inside of us. That's the spirit of life of the life of Christ Jesus that now makes us free from the law of sin and death. Okay. And so uh, we're going to continue on here. Romans chapter eight, verse three. And it says, for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son and the likeness of sinful, uh, sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Why are we free? Because Jesus Christ, he fulfilled those laws according to Matthew chapter five and verse 17, where he said, I come to destroy the prophets of the law, but to fulfill. And we see those are now fulfilled in us because of what Christ did in us and because his spirit now lives inside of us and we're made free. We're given that freedom through the spirit of Christ who lives in us. And it says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For be carnally, carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And then we go on to verse seven. It says, because the carnal man is enmity, that means going against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. And that's why people can't understand the, the suffering and the, the uh, Jesus Christ becoming, a, his soul becoming a sacrifice 
For sin and hell, they can't understand that because it's not subject to the laws of God. They can't understand the laws of God where that sacrifice had to be fulfilled, not just with the sprinkling of the blood, but the burning of that on the altar. And they can't understand that because their spirit is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But they that are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Okay. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. My friend, your spirit cannot do this to you. My friend, what spirit is witnessing to you? I want to thank Brother Tim again for having us on the podcast. Have a blessed day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to Turn to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website. Or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh.